you're listening to Fox Gibbon. The one about love bombing. Hello, Reed. Hi, Florence. How are we doing today? <laughs> it's been a wild ride for me the last couple of weeks. And I will get yeah. into it. I will get into it. Oh, it, it juicy. It juicy. Um, <laughs> but before that, I'm going to tell you about an exciting update, which is... Yeah. Yeah, which I'm very excited. I'm excited to tell you guys. Um, although not sounding that excited going into this. No, I was just going to say this, that I didn't sound yeah. very excited. Yeah, I think I'm getting like a wave of <laughs> potential <Wow>. COVID exhaustion. <laughs> Reed, you literally just got back from Ibiza, right? Yes. Got back from Ibiza. Um, one of the girls in the group has COVID. So I don't know whether I'm like psychosomatic symptoms right now. If I actually have COVID, we'll, we will find out soon enough. I got some tests, so I'll be okay. I'll test myself later. Bringing the sexual energy right now, because I am really excited to tell you this update. Um... I did some fancy, naughty, fancy, I don't know why it's fancy, but naughty public. So fancy, I got that fancy pussoir over here. Um, Did some naughty public stuff with Jacob, which was fucking loads of fun. God. And I think if anyone's seen the Instagram update about date night and seen the video, like some people clocked it, some people didn't. Oh my God, I didn't see that. You didn't clock it in the no. video. What video? A couple of people commented. So like it in the carousel of pictures, yeah. I think there's like the last video, someone clocked it and I literally wrote a comment. <laughs> oh, woof, woof, little doggos. Just an FYI, I am dog sitting and <laughs> so there might be dog background noises every so often. They That's are okay. a little bit badly paved. <laughs> That's okay. I love doggos so much. Oh. And there's little little doggers. I swear, small dogs are my kryptonite. The smaller, the smaller, the more kryptonite they are. I swear I to know. God. Okay, okay. So in the carousel, in the carousel, there was a video. Yeah, there's a video of me standing outside having a cigarette, and yes. I'm there, like I saw yeah, that, like yeah, I'm there having a moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I'm trying to keep fucking calm. Okay, so... I just thought you were, like, giddy and in love and, like, being stupid and, like, you know, like, how it is, no, I was young, like, young love. <laughs> I was, like, trying to grab the remote away from him while he's filming me. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm like, stop! We're outside! What are you doing? Like, freaking out. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. How was that? And what was... What did it feel like to have the vibration whilst you were out in public oh well, yeah for that for those who might not might not have clocked it by now we used a remote control vibrator and went to my favorite bar um and just yeah had some fun doing that i mean it's it's very complicated because you know like when you have a fantasy and the fantasy is so perfect in your head and when you're actually in reality when you're actually faced with real people real distractions um Things don't go perfectly. Like we we ended up using three different remote control toys because the first two were really uh, temperamental. Um, but the whole thing itself was so much fucking fun. Um, we yeah got a couple of drinks, had some food. I popped this 
toy in and it was it was it was one of our favorite ones like the Lalo is it so Soraya one the oh. pink one the g-spot massaging one the with one that the actually stimulation. fucking moves inside yes. you oh yes yes my god that is not a toy to use in public because it feels yeah. so good it's in it's so invasive and so like like my face was just bright red and smiling the whole fucking time um and so, like, you know, pop, going to the toilet, popping that in, making sure I had really tight underwear on, wearing, like, a tight dress on, looking fucking amazing. Also, I had to triple check that you couldn't see the vibe outside of the dress. You know, like, when you're, like, I had yeah. to put the whole outfit on, put the toy in and be like, okay, yeah, you can't see it. But shit me, I couldn't walk normally. Because it, like, you kind of walk... Kind of walk like you shut yourself a little bit. <laughs> I was like John Wayne and all over the place. Um, that is so funny. And so, so yeah, that was in, um, and that was so good. But it's it was app controlled, and that was the temperamental part. It kept dis- disconnecting. So uh... we got really pissed off about it. We were like, ah, oh, okay, let's just move on to the next one. Oh, actually, no, we didn't use three toys. I bought three toys. I bought two as backup. Yeah. Because I don't want to fuck around. Yeah, that's a good tip, actually. If you want to get into doing public stuff, bring backups because, yeah, like like you said, it's there's always technical difficulties. Technical difficulties or the remote and the battery runs out. Um, ended up using, I think it was the Satisfier. I'm not sure which one it is exactly, but it's kind of C-shaped. Part of it goes inside you. Part of it is on your clitoris and it has like an actual physical remote, which I thought was was going to be better for connection and it fucking was but the radius was interesting because it stopped working outside of a certain radius so at one point in the night I ran away from him to try and make sure he didn't press it on he managed to press it on and I ran away and I was like no 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 turn it off and he was like trying to turn it off and he <laughs> you know it wouldn't turn off and I was like shit I need to get back I need to make, get back closer <laughs> um so yeah that was really fucking fun and I al- almost feel like everyone knew. Everyone fucking knew. I don't, I don't think know. they did. I mean, I saw those pictures and the video and didn't have a donkey's arm. Didn't clock. Okay, no. that's good. That's good to know. But I must have gone to the toilet like, I don't know, like 10 times or something wow. in a very short space of time because I was trying to like... Get make the first toy work disconnecting reconnecting like having to connect it to the app and yeah. i guarantee i swear that i was as i was coming out the toilets one time there was a couple looking at me like ah, i know like yeah i don't know oh maybe not God. maybe maybe we were we were also playing the um we're not really strangers sex game the triple x game that was really yeah. fun yeah and yeah just like playing around with that that was really good um yeah lots of games lots of like fucking around uh lots of me squealing there's a lot of squealing trying to keep it under wraps um i don't know 100 percent if i would have been able to come because the distractions were so right like there's so much noise going on um especially if a waiter comes over and like jacob's like pressing the button and i'm there like oh can we get a uh, can i get a margarita please like <laughs> I don't think I could come in public like that. 
No, I I almost feel like the only way to come in public, you need something so strong like a wand or a Sibian or something like heavy duty. Yeah. And I don't think remote controlled toys have got up to the standards of having that much of a powerful remote yet. Yeah. We're going to get there, though, I'm sure. Hopefully we're going to get there. Definitely. You can can give your like research to the to the apps and to the companies yeah i'm gonna have to like send some feedback it's gonna have to be like a whole like chastity belt wearing device to hold something so heavy in yeah well you have you can get you can get super lightweight ones like there's is it the we vibe i think it's a we vibe that we got oh yes as it has an actual magnet to keep it in your knickers huh that's pretty cool but it's so like small as a vibrator that I don't think right. it would really. I mean, I'm sure it's great for a lot of people, but like if you needed a more powerful vibration, I'm not sure if yes. you would get it. And when I'm on my own, I don't. But when I'm surrounded by busy and like public, and actually even when I'm when I'm playing with a partner, I need something to really focus me. Yeah. If it's too light, I'm not focusing on that sensation. My I can't believe you place. had that Lalo toy inside you in public because, like, I for real when I tried that toy was like, whoa, what yeah. the fuck yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. And like, I was coming immediately. Like, it was immediately so fucking intense. Yeah, we would, we would, I mean, this is an ad, like, this is not sponsored by Lalo, um, but it's a very good toy if you really enjoy G-spot stimulation and clitoral stimulation. But it's fucking pricey. Lalo's toys are stupidly pricey. Yeah, sex ones Um, are very expensive. But you know us, we'd always recommend the wand, always. Doxy, wand, or Hitachi, now that Florence is in LA. Got the Hitachi magic wand, doing, doing wonders. Although I I did, I think I have gotten to a point where I'm like, I need to wean off it like a little bit because I think- Oh, it, really? I mean, not that it fucking matters now, but like mm. <laughs> if, if, I, if I'm like having f- frequent sex and I want to experience more internal pleasure, then yes. I would yeah. probably wean off it a little bit so that I could feel more because my brain gets trained. Yes, we don't believe in like physical desensitization, but you can get really used to a certain way to come and it can make it a lot yeah. harder yeah. to orgasm when that certain pattern that you do isn't there, um, which most of the time happens with partnered sex. Yeah, it's definitely more about your brain. Yeah, it's for sure about the brain. So yeah, it's good to check in with yourself. Yeah. Um, mm, um, so yeah, that was really fun. Really enjoyable experience. That was fun. And yeah. If you want to check out the Instagram post where I'm, yeah, we need to, I mean, I put need all to the repost that. We need to repost that on the Come Curious page. Yeah, I put all of the videos on OnlyFans. Like they're all there to Did see. You? So if you want to, yeah, if you want to see the hot, oh, hot ones, mm. that's a really good idea. I have to take the podcast on a bit of a nosedive in tempo. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry about this. Like a little bit of like anger came out then as like a precursor to what's been going on (laughs) Mm. i this is very very fresh and i know that i still have quite um fresh feelings and emotions about it and but i shared a little bit about it on instagram yesterday and it really made me feel a little bit better about it especially hearing that this same experience has happened to a lot of people um so i do want to open up 
Um, but I guess basically what's interesting is that I did actually talk about this guy in last week's episode of the podcast, but I kindly asked my producer to remove what I had said because I just felt embarrassed talking about someone in such a positive way. Like it was going somewhere when the flip reverse has kind of happened. So I guess I want to start from the very beginning, which was, um, I matched with someone on field who I thought was incredibly attractive. And we had that kind of instant chemistry where texting is really fun and really easy. And you just want to be like texting them all day, every day, like here and there. Um, and we arranged to go on a date but before the date we hopped on the phone with each other a couple of times and like the phone calls were really sweet um he was very um forward and very like you know straight away he was like I love that you know you want and like I really want a relationship too and all of these things um so basically he was saying everything that I had wanted someone to say to me for a really long time and it just felt it felt, I think I even journaled about it in that teenage girl kind of way. Like I've just matched with someone that feels like they could potentially be like my person. And I, in the, in my journal, I was just like, that feels really crazy to say, but it's just this weird feeling that I have. Um, and I think partly that was because of like the language that he was using at the beginning was very like intoxicating, very forward, very like very positive. Um, and I hadn't had that experience for quite a long time and it felt really amazing to feel wanted in that way. Um, we met up for our first date on the Thursday and the first date ended up being seven hours long. And when I look back on it at, at like, when I was in the midst of it, I was like, wow, this is so amazing. Like instant chemistry. As soon as I saw him, I was just like, wow, like I really like this person. Like he just gave me this, like the biggest smile immediately made me feel really comfortable, really at ease. And we, we went for matcha, sat down. Now when I'm looking back at it, I'm like, this is probably suspect behavior, but he started like touching and holding my hand probably like within 30 minutes of the date oh wow yeah and at the time I was like I remember feeling like oh this is very fast but like he made me feel very safe and very like seen and almost like when I was sitting there with him I was like it does it feels like I, I know you already like and that that feels quite weird and nice um and then the date just turned into like a really lovely day where we like walked around little Tokyo in downtown and went out for food. And then we kissed after the restaurant and it was like instant chemistry. Like he was a really good kisser. And then we were walking around some more and he was holding my hand. It was like very like PDA straight away. And I love PDA and I've always wanted a relationship that is like that, where someone's just like mm -hmm. so obsessed with you that they want to make out and like touch you everywhere. But so in, re in retrospect, I'm like, that was all too much too soon for a first date. But 
in the time at the time I was like wow like he's giving me everything that I've always wanted in a relationship and I've not even had to ask for it or like say anything or communicate that and we ended up going to the cinema making out in the cinema and he kept kissing my forehead which I feel is like like kryptonite for me if someone kisses my forehead I feel like so safe so held so like loved and he told me in the cinema he was just like wow like I'm already smitten with you and we were just like making out fucking hell was the this second date or same date this was the first date first date yeah wow. mm-hmm. and I was like like madly thinking like wow I feel the same way like kind of like swept up in this kind of excitement of someone really wanting me and feeling like that towards me so quickly um Mm. and then we arranged to meet on the Sunday but then got a message from him the next day saying that he couldn't wait to see me so we ended up going on a second date the day after and he bought Mm -hmm. me flowers and I was like whoa Mm. like no one ever buys me flowers this guy is so nice like he's and I honestly we just had such a great time and he was like, wow, like we're such a hot couple, you know, like everyone was looking at us in the restaurant, like loads of affirmation about us being like really hot together. And like, yeah, Mm -hmm. like a thing, like immediately. And I could see it too. I was like, yeah, we look hot together. This feels really great. Like I could see this going somewhere. So I kind of just like went for it. And then we ended up that second night just in the back of my car making out. And you know what? When I when I think back, I felt a little bit overwhelmed at that point. Like, oh, this is this is quite a lot, and he's quite a lot. And like, do I actually like this? Um, and I remember feeling like a little bit like wobbly about it. But I also didn't I didn't want to like take myself away from this amazing experience that was happening with this really hot guy. Um, so we arranged to go and see a meteorite shower in Joshua Tree on the Sunday. I hesitantly agreed to like get an Airbnb because I was like, should we, should we do this? Is it like a little bit too much? Should I go out and like stay a night together when we've only just met? And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do it. And so we went out to Joshua Tree on the Sunday. So we've almost seen each other three days in a row, apart from one in between. And um, and honestly, like he held my leg and my hand in the car whilst I was driving. He was a passenger princess and I had like just asked the universe for my passenger princess. So I was like, oh my God, everything's coming into place. I'm such a powerful manifester, you know? And... Um, Yeah, he was just doing all the things, like being so touchy, so tactile, all the things that I want in a relationship. He was there. Um, And it felt like when we were in Joshua Tree, we were in the jacuzzi. And I just, I fully felt like, I was like, this doesn't feel real. It feels so much like a dream. And I was just like, I guess my body was just like whizzing with like adrenaline and happy hormones and chemicals. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I was, it was like I was high for sure. Yes. Like I was on like the not sleeping, 
the not eating, the waking up in the middle of the night, waking up early, not going yes. to sleep properly. Like it's all oh so my God. fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And that was happening throughout the whole first week. I couldn't even sleep. I was so excited about this person. Yeah. Like yeah. I was wake- waking up in the middle of the night, looking at my phone, you know, just in case he had messaged and I hadn't seen it. And like mm-hmm. waking up in the morning, like at 6am some, some days, cause I was just like so excited to lead another day feeling this happy. Cause I hadn't yes. felt like that in such mm-hmm. a long time. Mm -hmm. um so fully high fully addicted um yeah and I feel that you know I even said to him I was like like you're such a nice guy I had a phone call with my mum about him I was like this guy is so nice there has to be something wrong with him there has to be something wrong with he must have a small penis you know like that kind of like trying to find like whatever you know and everything just ended up being so perfect. I was like, wow, his dick's the perfect size. He goes down on me like in a really great way. He eats me out on my period. Like all of these things that it was just like, it was like things on my checklist just kept getting ticked off like one by one, one after another. And I just started falling in love with this person just so quickly and I started yeah. feeling all the love feelings so, so quickly. Um, mm-hmm. Which isn't, and- it isn't a bad thing to fall and feel those feelings that quickly. Like we, as humans, inherently fall into those patterns. Like love is yeah. something we all want and desire. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. You haven't yeah. done anything wrong by feeling and falling for somebody. Yeah. And after this weekend, I was like, I was positive that this was my person that I had met Mm -hmm. this amazing person that I was going to be in a relationship with. He was validating all of those thoughts. He was very forward in calling us like a couple um, and saying that, you know, he was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. He's like, I'm ready to be committed. I'm like fiercely loyal. And like, I'm ready. I'm just ready for that. You spoke about like moving in together. You fucking met his mother for God's sake. Like what the hell? Well, yeah, we were were talking about like going to London and like him visiting. And he was, you know, he was like, yes, I will do the OnlyFans content with you. Yes, I will do like vlogs with you. And I was like, wow, oh my God, I've never had anyone that wants to do all of these things with me and accepts Mm -hmm. me for who I am. And like his mum's a sex and relationships therapist and life coach. And I'm like wow, could this person be any more perfect? Like, he must be amazing Mm. if that's his mother. Um, (laughs) And then on on the later end of the next week, he was like, I've got a question for you. My mum would like to meet you tomorrow. Would you want Mm. to go out for dinner with my mum? And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, oh my God, of course. Like his mum was only in town for another week. So it felt like, yeah, like, cause this felt so sure. It felt so like, yeah, we've spoken about moving in together and all of these things. I was just like, of course I'll meet your mum. And then obviously that went really well. He was holding my hand like throughout the whole dinner, like across the table, like in front of his mum. And just, it was like, you know, like doe eyes at me the whole time. And then after the dinner, he took me to see like a view, you know, how I'm a sucker for fucking like Vista points. The romantic views. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the fuckboy moves that I love and enjoy <laughs> doing to other people. Um, <laughs> and, and then we ended up accidentally spending a whole weekend plus a couple of days 
with each other because a hurricane hit LA. But not only was there a hurricane and we were stuck inside, he got COVID and then gave me COVID. So we were both ill in bed together when we'd only just started dating for three full days in bed together. And it started off so well. Like it started off really, really well. Like it was just like the same, like that love, like staring in each other's eyes, like giggling all the time, like being funny, joking around. He made me match her in the morning and I was like, oh my God, this guy. And then slowly towards the end of the time, I was like, something's changed. Mm -hmm. But even though something had changed, he was still being like, you know, um, like I really like you a lot. But, like, it feels like we've just been thrown into this, like, boyfriend and girlfriend dynamic so quickly. And I just feel a little bit overwhelmed. Like, let's just take our time, like, labeling things and, like, you know, saying those kind of things. Because I was, like, I was ready to say I fucking love you to him. So Mm -hmm. ready. Like, I was feeling it in my heart. And I think I was even doing that thing where I was, like, saying it in my head. You know, and, like, before you say I love you to someone, you say it in your head to them. Yep, I yep, know that one very well. (laughs) You're like, oh my God, I love you. But you're like, you can't say it physically. It's like, no, that won't leave my lips, but I'll say it a thousand times in my head to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just Um, sitting there dumb grinning at them like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, sure. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And then suddenly uh, it got to Tuesday and I was like, something has massively shifted. And like, Mm -hmm. even though we both have COVID and we're supposed to be isolating, I'm like, really I feel like he I was like I would want to stay with him for the rest of like isolation and just like hang out and like have fun and all of that but he suddenly was like very much like he needed his own space and I was like okay you know that's fine we just spent like a long time together and I'll leave or go home and isolate at home and and then from that point we kind of had a conversation about slowing things down and I was like this is fine like this is healthy. This is like a mature mm-hmm. adult decision. Slow, slow things down. This makes sense because we have just get, got swept away in this whirlwind and then we got ill together and that was like a weird mm. circumstance. But as soon as I left his house that Tuesday, I had this weird feeling when I was saying goodbye to his dog that I was like, I don't think I'm going to come back here. Mm. Just in the back of my head. And I was like, "Ah, it doesn't mean anything, you know, like it doesn't mean anything. Even though my gut is so good at reading situations that I always need to trust my gut and like hear hear myself. Um, And then, yeah, he just changed. He stopped, stopped the good morning texts, stopped the good night texts, stopped calling me in the morning because he was calling me every morning, every evening throughout the day. We'd have like our conversations in the middle of the day on the phone So we Mm -hmm. like, so it went from being like this full on like boyfriend character, probably like too intense if, if like you were going to keep, you couldn't sustain that, but to someone that like didn't even seem that interested in me anymore. And like, yeah, it just felt like he wasn't, he didn't care. Like his tone changed on the phone where it was just very like Mm -hmm. mellow. He wasn't cracking jokes. He wasn't trying to make me laugh anymore. Um, and I turned in on myself during this time 
And I was like, wow, oh my God, what have I done? You know, I, I was too much. I was too much. I was too clingy. I was too, like, I gave him too much love too quickly. And like, obviously that's very overwhelming for someone that's like usually um, dating unavailable people. Like, and I've just given him it all, all at once. And like, of course, like, I'm so stupid. I hate, like, and I was like, I just hate myself for getting myself like doing that, you know, like, why, why did I do that? And why did I take things so quickly? Um, and like taking things so quickly has ruined the whole thing for me. Um, and then obviously I just get, got super anxious that I was just like, wow, I'm not desired. I'm not wanted. I'm not hot enough. I'm not good enough for him. Um, and like things never work out for me. That's just like the narrative that I've always had. It's just like, things don't work out for me. So obviously this isn't going to work out. And I tried so hard to ignore all those things and feel like positive about it. But two days ago, I got the text from him that I was expecting at some point that was just like, hey, you know, with everything that's happened, I've just realized that I'm not ready for a relationship right now. Yeah, and a fucking text. Like, I am so angry about that. After everything in a short space of time you've been through a goddamn text message that's just so indicative of somebody being exceedingly immature not being able to talk and process their emotions properly and just going avoidant mode i'm going to drop yeah. this text message same with like yeah. ghosting it's it, it's like on the same breath as ghosting just texting somebody like a, i'm done yeah. with this no and no he- full conversation and um, I noticed the next day that he had unfollowed me on social media and stuff like that. So it's like, Ugh. okay, cool. Like, just dropped. Like, from someone yeah. literally saying that they wanted to move in with me and, like, be in a relationship to me and saying that they were ready for a relationship. Re- mm. Like, lead... I really felt very, like, led into falling in love with him. He even yeah. accidentally said, I love you in, like in certain weird ways in conversations where it like kind of slips out like oh I was you know like saying to a friend and I was just like this is why I love her and like stuff like that you know Mm. and I was like in all of those times I was like you know it's just a slip of the tongue and like he doesn't actually mean it but when someone keeps doing those kind of things you feel loved and you feel like wow like he feels these things towards me and it would always be like you know instead of just being like wow I find I really like that about you. It'd be, I really love that about you. I love Mm. your smile. I love your body. I love this. I love that about your job. You know, like using the word love excessively so much so that you'll start in internalizing that word and start feeling that word as well. Cause I remember there was a few times where at the beginning where he said he loved something about me and I would reply, yeah, I really like that about you. Because I wasn't ready to say those things like so immediately. Mm-hmm. But if someone makes you feel comfortable enough, he also started calling me baby and baby girl. Like he named me baby girl in his phone before we even went on our first date. Like Florence uh-huh. baby girl. And then he would hmm. be telling me how much he was talking to his friends about me and like how he was like giddy and like they were like so excited for him and all of that. And I so told what the fuck so is fucking... many of my friends 
about him. Yeah, of course you would. Like, why wouldn't you? You're excited about something. You're excited about someone. It felt extremely real. Everything that he was doing made it feel real. Of course you're going to talk about it. It would be fucking weird if you weren't going to talk about it and, like, be happy and be excited. The fact that this guy has just, like, what the fuck has happened, you know? Like, why is he just suddenly switched? And that wouldn't be anything that you've done. It would be something that's going on inside of him that he's, like, literally jump-bolted and freaked. I mean, if if we put our therapist caps on, it would definitely be something to do with him being, like, scared of, like, one, being loved, two, commitment. And, like... Mm -hmm pretending that he was there when he just isn't and he hasn't done the self-work and wasn't able to face because I feel like you can be scared of those things but you can be like I'm gonna face this because you need to work through it to get through it kind of thing like I'm Mm -hmm. scared of those things too but I if I really like someone I'm gonna work through it with them Mm-hmm. And you've put in the time and effort to work through it. You know, you actually see a fucking therapist and any time yeah. that something comes up, you don't avoid it. You actually talk about it and ask your friends for opinions and yeah. like really do a deep dive. You fucking journal about shit like yeah. that. I would be so fucking surprised if he's doing any of that right now. I also, oh yeah, <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the breakup text, he said, yeah, I'm really not ready for like this boyfriend and girlfriend dynamic in brackets, check-ins. I was like, you're not ready for check-ins? Like... Wait, what? Like a mature part of a relationship in any stage, you don't want to check in with that person and see if they're okay or like if things are good. Check-ins okay, are like fucked. a very... It's, it is fucked. It's like, oh, you're not ready to be a mature adult. Because you need to have check-ins when you're going... But you need to have check-ins all the way through a relationship. Beginning, middle, end, like everything. It is so important. Check-ins are important. We have check-ins, for fuck's sake. All of my healthy relationships check-in about fucking everything. Yeah. And I also wonder, like, looking back at it, well, I know that this is textbook love bombing, but I don't think people do love bombing on purpose. I think it's like... a subconscious thing. So I want to read out the definition of what love bombing is because I feel like we have a responsibility uh, with our podcast to really be clear about the definition of love bombing, yeah, um, including the other terms that a, a, a lot of the time we throw around at the True. end of a relationship because it's as much as this, yeah, it looks like textbook love, love bombing. Um, it might not be it might be something similar okay so interestingly enough um here the online dictionary oxford dictionary says the action of practicing of lavishing somebody with attention or affection especially in the order to influence or manipulate them cults often use this tactic like love bombing to learn new members so when i've read it before um i read this in the selfish romantic where she really states like what some of these terms are like what trauma actually means. Yeah. Um, yeah, like love bombing. And she was saying that it has to be a very, uh, what's it called? It's a specifically designed tactic to lure someone in, like what cults use. Yeah. But then this Oxford Dictionary definition, it does just sound like somebody lavishing you with attention to manipulate and get what they need. And yeah. whether or not they're subconsciously doing that or not, it's it's so hard to tell. Like, yeah. we won't be able to know that. Uh, probably they don't even know that. 
Because I feel like you could manipulate, yeah, you could ma- manipulate someone to get what you want without really knowing it as well. Because obviously yes. you're just uh, like, people do that well, all the time. I want yeah. this, so I'm just gonna, and it feels very natural to like behave in a certain way around that. Mm-hmm. Especially if you've been brought up by people that are used to emotional manipulation, then mm-hmm. doing the same thing to other people, just like you're just copying what your parents did to you. Yeah. So of course it that you don't know that you're manipulating. Like I have yeah. definitely manipulated in my relationships before. You know, like think about how many times I like I've um or we've had an argument with somebody and then burst into tears because the arg- like we've been backed into a corner, we can't say our side. That might not necessarily be manipulation. It might be the fact that you can't get your point across and you're not being heard, but also using crying as a manipulation technique to stop the argument and t- for somebody to feel sorry for you. I've mm. definitely done that like throughout my life and recognizing now that that's not fucking okay to do. It's really no. highly manipulative. Yeah. So yeah, we just need to be super careful because again, there's such a fine line of doing it on purpose to doing it subconsciously and yeah. not realizing you're doing it. I don't think he did it on purpose, but I I just feel like I can't believe I've, I've gone from liking someone so much to disliking them so much. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Been... it's been a real jump. Uh, so I just feel like I've been literally thrown into a hurricane and tossed out of yeah. it. Like, I feel bruised. I feel wounded. Like, I've mm. been in a fight or something. Like, the mm. highs of the adrenaline and then just being, like, let down so massively. Especially when I was so vulnerable with him, telling him about, you know, the things that, have, like, trigger me in relationships about being abandoned and mm-hmm. like feeling like you know that I'm not good enough and that things don't work out for me and stuff like that and like he's literally just done exactly that so his 180 was like it was just so triggering for me it was so upsetting yeah. I was so, yeah, like, I was is... very very upset about everything last week before he'd even ended things I was like I just knew something was coming and that something mm-hmm. had changed and I was really going through it. <laughs> yeah, you were losing your mind last week. Like, yeah. literally losing your mind. It's so shitty how these situations, again, make us internalize and make us blame ourselves. And we pick up, pick apart ourselves and we think, like, I could have done this, I should have done this, instead of literally going... It was all them. It was fucking them. Like, why Why are we the ones that end up getting stuck and, like, end up suffering and hurting ourselves over something that somebody just hasn't been mature enough to have a proper conversation about? It's so, so fucked. And I'm sure there are so many people listening to this that can relate, that can feel this, this this overwhelming sense of, like, finally, like, I've got something that's real and then having it ripped away from you and and that is that it can be really damaging and really hard to to come back from what it does is it affects your ability to trust in people coming into your life yeah and i think what i feel so annoyed about is that i was like wow this is what happened with the my dude guy at the end Mm. of last year where i got swept up into these things he was saying all these things about me wanting me to move in and seeing me pregnant with his children and like all those big big things and then suddenly just like oh he's changed his mind yeah and it's like wait how has this just happened again like when it Mm -hmm. when it felt felt way more right this time than it did that time 
and it's yeah I, I don't know I just feel like it yeah it really it really affects the way that I feel about myself and just like why does this keep happening to me and like why mm-hmm. why do I not get to experience relationships that are good yeah. and healthy 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 relationships I've, that you I've never had a good have. one never had a good mm. one maybe like my first second proper boyfriend was like the healthiest relationship I ever had mm-hmm. but that's it yeah <laughs> yeah and we need we, we need to be we need to also take that responsibility and put in that work to like see those fucking signs and not get so caught up with like the love the shitty love side of things that makes us like not not really care about the toxic traits or like we you know not the people pleasing part where we go like oh that's fine like everything's fine and actually put down those boundaries being like no I'm not okay with this I'm not fucking okay with this and I know that in retrospect I can see the moments where I felt slightly uncomfortable with how quick things were going I didn't say anything and I just like decided to lean into it rather than read the room and be like hey we should take this slower and like you know this is a lot um and yeah you know every single time you learn something and it has definitely yeah I guess it's definitely just come home about like just taking things slow yeah which is so hard to do when you feel those feelings you don't want to take them slow as horrible as this situation has been, what would you say are the key points that you've learned from this experience? One, listen to your gut the whole time. Mm-hmm. Two, take things slow. Don't start calling someone baby in the first week. Don't coupleize <laughs> yourself in the first week. Um, don't tell, don't talk about me being with someone in the first week. Um... <laughs> It yeah. sounds fucking crazy when I say it out loud. Um, yeah. But ba- the, the main thing is to just take it slow enough so that you can see who this real, like who the real person is. Because mm. I think now I've stepped back and I'm not in the rose tinted goggles phase. I'm seeing a lot of things about him that I'm like, oh, would I have actually wanted to be in a relationship with this person? And then obviously yeah. when you're like in that love mode, you're like, yeah, everything's fine. I'll put up with that. I'll put up with this. You know, I can change how I feel about this. Um, so yeah, I think it's really seeing things for what they actually are and being in reality rather than being swept mm-hmm. away in the hyperfixation. And I think if you're prone to hyperfixation, like I am, it's imperative to take things slow. Because you're yeah. not going to see the real person if you just go full full blown into it. Yeah, you can't see the real person. You can't know the real person in just a week or even a month. It needs time. It's okay yeah. to fall into these things really quickly. That is okay. But it's it's when, especially if either one of you are holding back and you're not seeing each other's true selves... That's yeah. when it gets complicated because it all comes out and you, and one of you might go, oh shit, this isn't what I want and I'm in too deep and I don't know how to get out of it in a fucking mature, responsible way. Yeah. I saw um, a quote on Instagram that I really liked 
about mm. this kind of thing. You know, like Instagram just throws you the exact right things at the right moment because it's Oh my just God, yes. Knows. I had that today. I had a post today and I was like, oh shit. Deep, like deep, man. So it said, <laughs> it said, you don't need to be so hard on yourself for the relationships that didn't work out. Not every connection is meant to last a lifetime. There are summer lessons, summer fleeting moments, and each one adds to the rich tapestry of our life story. It's okay to cherish the memories and move on with hope and openness. And I think the hope and openness is like the biggest takeaway for me that's like, don't close yourself off just because someone hurt you again. Yes. And like someone that wasn't careful with your heart, you know? Yeah. Fucking hell. And you know what? I'm putting a bet on right now. I bet you in however long he's going to come crawling back. <laughs> when he realizes the error of his ways. And, and obviously at that point, you will have moved on and it will hit him later. Generally speaking, this is an absolute massive generalization women tend to get get over things quicker because we can process our emotions we cry we talk to our friends men generally speaking don't it hits them way later down the line they go they can go into avoidance mode um fuck a bunch of people and then it's only like six months later a year later a few years later then they're like oh shit i really fucked up a good thing there wow i see that pattern constantly I blocked him, so he ain't coming back, man. Yeah, good. Because the temptation is not okay. It is yeah. not okay to be tempted, I, tempted. I said to myself, I was like, I, can't, I cannot see someone looking at my stories. Even if he unfollowed mm -hmm. me, but I'm like, even if he was stalking and I saw him in my stories, like, I just cannot see that. Yeah. And I don't want him to be a part of the beautiful life that I lead. You know, like, I don't need him to see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He chose to step out and that's on him. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Fucking hell, man. We need a deep breath after that. Deep breath in. Yeah, let's all do it. All, all at once. Hold it. Deep breath out. <sighs> I am feeling very, like, very emotional about this. I thought I was going to cry when talking about this, but I, I kept it together. <laughs> yeah yeah but we don't want to keep it together you need to cry man you need to fucking let yeah. it all out i yeah 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 i've been on and off it's it's one of those ones that's gonna just hit me at random points i think yeah but yeah, it's mainly so. not about him at this point i think it mm -hmm. was too short to really feel like devastated over him or anything mm -hmm. it's more so like just i feel upset that i that someone hurt me again and yeah, I let like, it happen. Like you were, yeah, like fooled, cloak, exclamation marks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is, I think, a very natural feeling to feel in this situation. And I think a lot of us do that whenever we go through some kind of heartbreak or difficulty in a relationship. Like it can make yeah. us feel, feel like it's our fault. kind of whirlwind things that happen so quickly and end so quickly just make you feel like, wow, like, was I that stupid to believe in that if it was going to end yeah. so early? But it's not yeah. stupid and it happens to a lot of us. Definitely not. It happens to way too often from from the amount of messages that I've got from people, it happens mm -hmm. way too often. And I'm like, what are, who, who are these fucking people? I just don't understand this behavior. Yeah. And I think that's the hard part. It's like, 
who are you to act like that? Yeah, not easy. We're going to get you through it, girl. And there will be the most perfect person out there for you. They are there. They are walking around living Jesus, right I now. find that hard to believe sometimes, but I they am are. keeping the hope out you there. You have to keep I, the hope. I looked at the up at the blue moon last night and I said, <laughs> I'm ready to meet my soulmate, you know? Because yeah. it said apparently that it was a good moon for manifestation. I was like, mm. I'm not fucking around with like, you know, I want a passenger princess. I want this. I want that. I'm like, no, give me my fucking soulmate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you need you need and deserve somebody who is going to love you equally, equally yeah. back and not, not do something shitty like this and actually communicate and want fucking check-ins. Like, what the hell? If that's you, if you're my soulmate, get in touch. Slide into the DMs. <laughs> Slide into Florence's DMs, please. <laughs> that, I think that's what we both need to do. We both just need to fall in love with like podcast fans who actually yeah. know our shit, understand our values, believe in what we say. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, sorry for dampening the mood, curious fuckers. Um, I know this was, it was quite heavy. And I I, ha- I felt like I had to tell the whole story. It needed to be said. For it as well. Like it couldn't just be like, this happened. It had to be like, you, you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> you need to feel what I went through to really get this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If anyone else listening to this episode has gone through something similar that Florence has gone through, please feel free to tell us your story. Um, obviously try and condense it as much as possible so if you if we repost it or if you talk about it on the podcast then it's easier rather than cutting out information but yeah tell us tell us this now like write in one of the like in the comments if you want to share it for everyone write in the comments or at least just gives us a little like thumbs up like yeah I'm with you I know how this feels this sucks thanks for listening everyone Like, thanks for my, like, listening, coming to my TED talk about whirlwind romances. <laughs> Shit. Um, the next episode we put on will, will be, be way more fun. <laughs> yeah. I'll be over it by then because, you know, like, when people say that you'll be over it in, like, half the time that the relationship lasted. So this Ooh. one only lasted up to three weeks. So I'll be good as new soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. I like that. I like that optimistic look. Yeah. yeah, if you have liked this episode, please share it. If anyone else has dealt with the same situation, send it to that person because it might make them feel a little bit more heard and felt and understood. Um, and that can be really powerful. And of course, if you want to keep up to date with all of our shenanigans, please follow our Instagram at Come Curious and our personal accounts, Read Amber X and Florence Bark. And make sure you leave us a rating and a review because it helps get this podcast into more people's ears. And of course, on that very cheery note, <laughs> we will see you next oh Thursday. God, see you next Thursday, Curious Buggers. Bye. I'll sign up to our Patreon. That will make Florence happier. (laughs) Yeah, give me some money. Give me. Or, or in the meantime, you can see you can see sad, sad, sad hot girl OnlyFans content. (laughs) (laughs) That will help. That will help. Buy some customs. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, please get on over to the OnlyFans. It's still it's pop, my OnlyFans popping off, man. So it's popping off, man. It's fucking popping off. Get Poppy. it, girl. Get it. Amazing. We yeah. love you all so much. Have a beautiful love rest you. of your day. Bye. 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 Bye.